0: you ever hate being in a situation where you just don't feel like you really know what you're doing are are there things when you just don't feel good at it and you don't like to do it like i do not like electricity i don't want to do anything with wiring i know that's brother tom saying you know he doesn't mind hooking up those electrical outlets i really don't want to do it because i i just don't want to you know die young And, and uh and so, you know, there's just some things I, I just feel really, really insufficient with. I, I feel pretty helpless when it comes to engine repair and all those things. I'm just not mechanically inclined. inclined. I mean, if you saw my toolbox, you would probably laugh. Um, probably looks more like a toy box. Uh, I'm just really not that mechanically inclined. Now, now, Jeremy got it from my dad and his grandfather. He got all that math stuff and mechanical stuff like that. And, uh, and he probably got it also from my uncle. I have an uncle... Uh, he's now in his early 80s up here in Pendleton, uh, worked for General Motors, actually had a few patents on GM uh, brake lighting system. He, he was a lighting engineer for them. And this guy's brilliant. Even to this day, he's brilliant. I remember a few years ago, uh, I went to see Uncle Van, and he was getting ready to go on vacation. I said, well, what are you going to take with you on vacation? He had a physics book. He was 75 at the time. He was going to take a book to physics to read on vacation. I mean, that's just... Not right, okay, uh, to do that. But, you know, that's just the way he is. And, and, and a few years ago, I attempted uh, to build a, an organ at my house uh, when we lived in Alabama, and uh, he drove all the way down from Indiana. And I just marveled at how he was. He's a master woodworker and how he was able to to figure out these things and, and do all these measurements. And I'm just sitting there like, I have no clue how this works, you know. But it's just people like that. And, and the thing is, when there's something you're really not good at, You have to depend upon somebody that's good at it, right? And and sometimes that's really frustrating. I mean, I want to fix the electrical stuff in my house, but I just can't. So I've got to pay somebody big bucks, you know, $85 just to say hello, to come out to my house and to do electrical work on my house. And again, I get it. You're paying for their expertise and their engineering and things like that, but that's really, really frustrating because when you 're depending upon somebody you 're not really free to do what you need to do right I have to wait for them to come over I have to woo uh, I have to uh, pay for them and all that sort of thing i 'm not free to do it it 's just like in our business. I do a little bit of our website and built that thing and that's cool. I can do a certain amount of that but there comes a point and there's some points in part of my project that I just can't go any further and so I'm dependent upon somebody like my son or somebody that can know all that code who can go in there and do those things and it really frustrates me because I have to wait on them. I have to wait on their schedule. I have to wait on them to do you know what I need to have done and it's, it's just really tiresome. So I like, I don't know about you, but I like to be self-sufficient as much as I can, right? A lot of you are nodding your head. I like to be self-sufficient. I like to try and figure out as much as I can because I don't want to be dependent upon other people. And, 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 but there is a problem with self-sufficiency. It can get you into trouble. When you're self-sufficient and when you're trying to do everything on your own, it can get you into trouble, right? You can do things you really don't know what to do, what you're doing, and you mess it up and make it worse, Y'all ever had that happen? You know, occasionally it works out. But usually you make it worse. Another problem with self-sufficiency is you can become really, really isolated from other people. And so you're not interacting with other people and you're not working with other people and things like that. And self-sufficiency can lead to making dumb mistakes, doing stupid things because you didn't want to work with the team. You didn't want to have other people in there with you. In fact, we were talking about that this morning in Sunday school. A lot. We were talking about spiritual gifts and the fact that we need each other. We need to depend upon each other, and we need not to be self-sufficient. But many times, we want to be self-sufficient, and we want to be self-sufficient in our walk with God, right? There's a lot of times we want to tell God, I got this, God. I'm cool. Got this all figured out. Don't worry, God. This one's in the bag. But as you ever have it figured out, later you're like, oh, man. Man. I really messed that up. And and so we've been going through this series, and we've been chomping through the Lord's prayer. And and so if you have your Bibles, turn to Luke chapter 11, because we've been going through the Lord's prayer really just bit by bit by bit by bit, and and walking through this. And it's been our our, our series called, I Pray. And and today, you know, one of the things about prayer, one of the reasons is prayer is is a battle against self-sufficiency because we want to be Self-sufficient. So, if you want to turn to Luke chapter 11 again, you, you, again, just to give you some background, the disciples that come to Jesus said, "Lord, teach us to pray." Now, this is the second time we have what we now call the Lord's Prayer here. Uh, so, they had heard this apparently before, but apparently, after several months of being with Jesus, watching Jesus, seeing how Jesus was uh, constantly going out to prayer, they were like, "Yeah, we heard the teaching, but I don't think we're really getting it." So, they go back to Jesus and they're like, "Okay, Lord, please just teach us." To pray. So if you have your Bibles, Luke chapter 11, and uh, let's just look at what Jesus says here in Luke chapter 11, starting in verse 2. He said, to the, he said to them, so they asked him, teach us to pray. He said to them, whenever you pray, say, Father. Your name be honored as holy, your kingdom come. And just to give you background of what we've talked about the last several weeks as we started this series, is the reason they went to Jesus to ask him, Lord, teach us to pray, which is the only time the disciples ever asked Jesus to teach them something. They didn't ask him to teach us how to preach, all that, I've told you that, is because they felt like you feel a desire to connect. And like I said, even if you're not a believer, there's still this desire to connect because God has placed eternity in the hearts of humanity. And so there's this, this, this inside feeling that there's got to be more than this. You know, I, again, just talking to Jeremy about his work, he, he gets frustrated with management, which, you know, welcome to the corporate world. And he said, you know, management will come and say, we've got to have this project, we've got to have this project. And he says, so the team will jump on it, we'll do the project, and three weeks later, you know, he said, we'll work on it. And he said, they'll say, well, we've decided to cancel that. And I said, well, you know, the negative thing, the reality is, everything's temporary. You know, my dad, who was a programmer, a computer guy, you know, he said all the stuff that I wrote for all those insurance companies is all gone. Everything's temporary, and so we live in a temporary world inside of us. So inside of us, so there's this this idea that there's got to be something more than this. And so the reason the disciples asked Jesus to teach us how to pray is the same reason for us: we want to connect. We want to connect. And then we looked at it a week or so after that, how to pray. And, and Jesus said, Here, here's what you need to do. Say, Father. And, he, and, and we talked about the fact that when you pray, pray with confidence. Now, let me just say this. <clears throat> the only people that can pray with confidence are followers of Christ. All right? Because Jesus said, when you pray, say, Father. Only a f- child of God can truly call Father, Father. Okay? So if you're here this morning and you're not a believer in Jesus Christ, and what I mean by that is where there's been a point in your life when you said, Wow, I know I'm a sinner. I know I've fallen short of God. I don't know how to get to heaven. I'm a sinner. My life is messed up. And if you've heard that Jesus Christ died on the cross and say, okay, I believe. I, I, I don't know any other way. I don't know. I, 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 okay, I'm going to accept by faith that Christ died for my sin because he rose from the dead. That's what Easter is about. He's the only one that ever rose from the dead. So he's the Savior. And so if you've said, hey, Lord, please come into my heart and save me. Forgive me of my sin. Repent. Turn around from your sin. That's what makes a Christ follower, a person who's repented, turned around from this sin, turned to God and said, I need you as my Savior, please come into my heart and be my Savior. They are the only ones that can legitimately call God Father, because when you do that, when you respond to God's conviction on your life and receive Christ, you become adopted into God's family. And so you and I can pray with confidence, and so Jesus told them, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, he says, when you pray, say, Father, which was a jaw-dropping thing because that's not the way the typical Jew addressed God. Pray, Father, your name be holy. You can pray in confidence, and we talked about all that aspect of it. Your name be honored as holy. And then last week, we talked about what to pray, and the next thing was your kingdom come. And I told you last week, this is the foundation. This is what prayer is about. It is praying, God, I want your authority to be manifested in my life. That's what your kingdom come means. I want you to be on the throne. I want your authority to be manifested in my life. That's the basis for everything. Because like I told you last week, later what Jesus said, seek and you shall find, knock and the door will be open to you. That only makes sense if you're seeking for God's authority to be made manifest. If you're seeking for God to be made manifest in your life. Your kingdom come, your will be done. So again, we talked about last week that how, what to pray. The first thing, and again, this is huge. Because the reality is for a lot of us, when we pray, we want our kingdom to come. <clears throat> a lot of us pray this way. We talked about this. I'm not going to rehash last week. But a lot of us pray, Lord, give me a new Cadillac. Lord, I need a nice check from the government, please, for my tax refund. A lot of times it's all about us, us, and our kingdom. But the key to prayer is to pray, Your kingdom, come. Your kingdom, come. You, Lord, manifest your authority in my life. And when you start praying like that, it changes your prayer. And that brings us to the next statement. And you all know this. This is what I'm talking about this week. Jesus said in verse 3, Give us this day, or give us each day, our daily bread, and forgive us of our sins. For we ourselves also forgive those in debt to us and do not bring us into temptation. So again, everything builds on that first part. Your kingdom come, your will be done. See, here's the request. Jesus says, here's the request. Give us this day our daily bread. That's all I want to focus on today. What does he mean by that? This is the, the, the request. So the first thing is your kingdom. I want your authority to be manifested in my life then give us this day our daily bread now is it wrong to ask God for something for yourself clearly not right doesn't he say right here give us each day our daily bread we should ask father for things okay what does he mean what what does this phrase mean give us each day our daily bread it means That you and I have to come to the realization that we need God's help. This is dependent praying. This is saying, okay, God, I need you to give. Now, let's just look at this word, give. Now, is it a a noun or a verb? It's a verb. Give. It reflects an action here. So, Jesus is saying, Father, I, I need you to give. I need you to do something here, okay? Now, When you, as a parent, and you had kids at home, some of your kids are grown up, some of us, you have grandkids. I don't have grandkids yet, okay, not, not there yet. <clears throat> My son has a cat, and Laura gave the cat, said, here Twix, here's Grandpa. And I'm like, oh, I don't know if I'm ready for that yet, so let's just wait on that one, okay? Fortunately, there's no girlfriend, technically, well, sort of, kind of. But anyways, we're a long ways. <clears throat> but if you're a parent, <clears throat> or you're a grandparent, Okay, you went out and you did things and you worked so you could provide for your kids, right? Okay, and, and and you provide for your kids whether they 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 ask for it or not, right? You just every day you made sure there was groceries on the table, correct? Every day you made sure there was food on the table. So is is Jesus here when he says, "Give us"? Is he asking for Father to start doing something? In other words, God's not been giving me daily bread. And what does that mean? We'll talk about it in a minute. Is that what he's saying? No. The word, the verb, literally means keep on giving. Keep on giving this daily bread. Now, why would Jesus, why would he want us to pray, literally, keep on giving us each day our daily bread? Why would he do that? Well, listen, when you were a child growing up, <clears throat> when you went to breakfast, lunch, or supper, did you just assume there was going to be food on the table? Most of us probably did. All right, when I woke up in the morning, I just assumed mom was going to be fixing breakfast for things like that. I mean, as children, most of us were fortunate enough to grow up where we had food every day. And after a while, you don't think about it, do you? You just assume it's going to be there. And you don't, you don't think about those kind of mundane things in life, okay? And so you just kind of expect it to be there. And sometimes along the line, we cross the line and we stop expecting, we demand it to be there. All right? We, we just start demanding it to be there. So here's what Jesus is saying. God's already giving it to us. So why is he saying keep on giving it to us? Because here's the deal. Just like as a child you grew up all the time and you had food on the, on the table and you just expected it to be there, sometimes as children of God, as his followers, we just start taking things for granted. Prayer is not about you telling God what to do. Like I told you a few weeks ago, he is not a cosmic vending machine. Prayer is about you and I aligning our will with what God is already doing. Prayer is about us getting on the safe wavelength, same wavelength with God. So when Jesus is saying, keep on giving us, what, what's happening if you and I learn to pray this way, he's saying, <clears throat> get on the same wavelength. God's already at work. And so when you pray, your kingdom come, keep on giving this. What you're saying is, I acknowledge God that you're at work. You're doing something around me. Again, why does Jesus tell us this? Because the tendency is for us to become self-sufficient. The tendency is for us to start depending upon ourselves. Look what I did. Look what I can do for God. And what Jesus is saying, and the reason he's telling us this is, listen, followers of Jesus, you need to know that God is already giving. But by saying this, you're saying, I acknowledge what you're doing, Father. Let your kingdom Be manifested in my life, your authority in my life. Keep on giving me that daily bread. In other words, Jesus is saying, I want you to be dependent upon the Father. This was the secret to Jesus. Here's my challenge. And I alliterate a little bit. I hope you're not offended. But depend upon Dad daily. I know some people don't like to call Father Dad, but Jesus said he's Abba Father, which literally means Daddy. So we're, and some people don't like that, but you see what I'm just trying to get it to stick in your head. Depend on dad daily. That's the challenge. What he's challenging the followers to do is depend upon him daily. You see, this was the secret. Here's what Jesus said about himself. I can do nothing on my own. I judge as I hear, and my judgment is righteousness. Why? Because I do not seek my own will, but the will of him who sent me. Jesus said this, don't, believe that I the, don't, don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words I speak to you, I don't speak on my own. The Father who lives in me does his works. What's Jesus saying in those verses? Everything I say, everything I do is the Father working through me. When Jesus would go and pray all night and all those things... He was always making sure that he was constantly, completely, 100% in tune with the Father. Keep on giving me that daily bread. Keep on teaching me what I need to say. Keep on speaking to me. So again, the challenge is to depend daily upon Dad. Now, let me, let's me let go back to that verse. She said, give us this day. Should we depend upon Dad weekly? Should we do it monthly? Should we do it yearly? What does it say? Give us when? this day daily why does he say give us this day our daily bread because there's a tendency for us to want to become self-sufficient apart from God there's a tendency for us to want to do things on our own and so Jesus says you guys wanna know how to pray the first thing you do you got to pray and seek God's authority to be made manifest in your life your kingdom come the second thing is you acknowledge that God's already at work so keep on giving this daily bread to me and do it daily daily and that will battle against self-sufficiency you know the problem is with a lot of us we want God to give us a weak supply up front right we do that you know it's it's like the weight loss thing uh, that that I I work with people on And, and I tell people food is fuel all you have to do is have enough fuel to get you from breakfast to lunch but how many of us, and I'll agree, I've done this, <clears throat> we eat like we're not going to eat for like two weeks. You know? We get the, the big platter, and we get the, all that, and it's like, you know, and so many times we eat like we're not going to eat for three weeks. And I, I encourage my people, just remember, you just got to eat to last you for the next four hours. That's all you need. Then you got another meal. What's Jesus saying? Depend upon daily. Just every day. You just need enough for now. Keep on giving me, Father, what I need daily. Again, Jesus said, give us this day our daily bread. What does that mean? Well, Jesus said, John 6, 35, I am the bread of life. No one comes to me will ever be hungry, and no one who believes in me will ever be thirsty again. See, Jesus isn't talking when he says, give us this day our daily bread. He's not talking about a physical bread. We have so many breads, right? White bread, brown bread, white bread, wheat bread, whole grain bread, whatever bread, sourdough bread. He's not talking about those kind of bread, all right? By the way, you know the whiter the bread, the quicker you're dead, right? Anyways, that's just a little weight loss joke. All right, give us this day our daily bread. He's not talking about bread bread. He's talking about him. Ultimately, he's talking about, he's talking on a spiritual plane. When you pray, you and I, we're not, we're not talking about just physical things. We are talking, when you and I pray, if you really want to pray, if we really want to, to, to understand prayer, it's a spiritual act. And you and I are going to, Father, and we're saying, give us this daily, our daily bread. And what we're saying is, Father, keep on giving me that spiritual nourishment that I need for today. You say, what does that look like? Well, let's break it down. <clears throat> Paul later said there are these fruits of the spirit. In other words, if you're a Christ follower and if you're not a Christ follower, you can do these but it's not really in you. It's not it's it's not in a spiritual way. Paul says for example, love. <clears throat> Listen. There are some people in this world, they're just hard to love. And, there, and that word love is agapeo, love, which is self-sacrificing love for the good of another. And, and sometimes it's just hard to do that. You say, I don't know if I can do that. You're right, you can't. But if you're depending daily upon dad, you can say, dad, keep on giving me that spiritual nourishment, that bread of love. Because I got to really love this person. Joy is another one. Some of y'all are going through some really difficult times in your life. And and you're like, I'm not really happy. Well, there's a difference between happiness and joy. Joy is that deep abiding sense that God's in control. And he's got you. And some of you are struggling with like that. And you need to be on your knees saying, God, keep on giving me that joy. That's part of your daily bread. I need you to live through me. Sit on, manifest your kingdom in my heart. Your kingdom come. So, you know, through the spirit, love, joy, peace. God, you know it's just life's in a turmoil. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, and I get that. I understand that. Lord, I need you to nourish me with some peace. I, I, I'm just going to depend upon you. I'm going to trust in you. Set up your throne in my heart. I know that you will take care of all my needs. Patience. There's one right there, right? Lord, give me patience and give it to me now. No, that's not how you pray that one. Lord, I'm struggling. So, Father, I need you to to manifest your rule in my heart, set up your kingdom, your kingdom come, and keep on giving me that daily nourishment of patience because I need it. I need to be patient. Live through me. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self control. Those are all different varieties of the bread. Make sense? All different varieties of the bread. And so dependent praying is you and I getting on our face before the Father. If you're his child. And saying, God, please set up your kingdom in my heart. Rule in my heart. Your kingdom come. And keep on giving me that spiritual nourishment. Keep keep on giving me that fruit of patience because I need it right now keep on giving me that fruit of kindness because I need to be kind right now keep on giving me that fruit of gentleness because I need to express that in my life right now father uh, keep on giving me that fruit of self-control because I got there's a sin in my life I got to say no to I got to have the strength to walk away from it keep on giving that to me keep on giving it to me keep on giving it to me and you know what the father will do gladly keep giving it to you gladly keep giving it to you You see, prayer is not about God being a cosmic vending machine. Prayer is about you and I aligning our wills with the Father and becoming dependent upon Him. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Jesus said, I am the living bread. Came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. Again, what is Jesus saying? He's saying, if you respond to my death on the cross and you ask me to come into your heart and be your savior, and you put your faith and trust in me alone, Jesus said, you'll live forever. Or you say, well, I know Christians die. Yes, physically we do. But you have a soul. And everybody will go either to heaven or to hell. And Jesus says, if you put your dependence and trust in me alone, you will live forever. Because let me tell you, folks, this earth ain't living. Look around you it's the land of the dying. People say, we're in the land of living. No, we're not. We're in the land of the dying. Look at everyone. Look at us. We're all dying. You know, our hair is falling out, all sorts of things. We're all dying. The land of the living's on the other side because they never die. But Jesus says, if anyone eats of me, if you, if you take me as yours, you'll never die. You'll live forever. Again, these old bodies may die, but your soul lives forever. And the bread that I give for the life of the world is my flesh. Which, what's he talking about? He's talking about his crucifixion. Dying on the cross for us. So my challenge to you is to depend upon dad daily. Daily. Going to the father. Now again, if you haven't tasted of the bread... In other words, responded to Christ, you can't do this. But if you're a follower of Jesus, you can. And he'll keep giving you and keep giving you that bread if you'll depend upon daily. Now again, I'm not saying he's going to promise to make our life rosy. That's not what he's saying. But I'm promising to give you the nourishment you need, that spiritual nourishment to go through this life. He's not promising to heal you from everything, every sickness and disease. He's not promising you to give a Cadillac. He's not promising you that. What he's promising is I will give you the spiritual strength you need to face whatever you're facing. Because again, Jesus said, in this world you'll have trouble. But don't be afraid. I've overcome the world. Depend daily upon dad let me just give you a few realities here number one dad the holy father heavenly father will supply all your needs that's a reality jesus goes on after after this teaching on prayer to explain let me just read it real quickly he says this suppose one of you has a friend and goes to him at midnight and says to him friend lend me three loaves of bread because a friend of mine is on a journey and has come to me and i don't have anything to offer him then he will answer from inside and say don't bother me the door is already locked, and my children and I have gone to bed, and I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he won't get up and give him anything because he is his friend, yet because of his persistence, in other words, the guy keeps knocking on the door, he will get up and give him as much as he needs. So I say to you, keep on asking, and it'll be given to you. Keep searching, and you will find. Keep seeking, and the door will be open to you. What are we searching for, and seeking for, and knocking for? That daily bread. That spiritual nourishment. And if you are praying for Father to set up and manifest His authority in your heart, and if you are seeking that spiritual nourishment, He will give it to you. Again, for everyone who asks, receives. And everyone who searches, finds. And one who knocks, the door will be open. Let me give you another reality. Father, or Dad, loves His children. He loves you. Alright, He's not, you know, your parents didn't get up in the morning and say... I got to feed John again. He eats every day. I'm so tired of feeding John in the morning. I didn't say that. hope not. They just joy. It's breakfast. Come on, get your breakfast. Right? As a parent, you like to do that. Paid for a couple meals yesterday for our son. I enjoyed doing that. You know, especially when he came up and gave me a hug. Thank you, Dad. Makes you feel good, right? As a parent, you, you want to provide. Your heavenly Father loves you so much he sent his son to die for you. He loves you. So you're not asking him to do something he's reluctant to do. He's not saying, I really don't want to give you what you need today. No. Father says, I, I'm giving it to you now. And yes, I'll keep giving it to you. Hey, you keep asking, I'll keep giving. Again, Jesus says, What father among you, when his son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead of a fish? Obviously, no father would do that. He'd give him a fish. Or if he asks for an egg, he'll give him a scorpion. No father's going to do that. The answer to all this is no. Yeah, no no father's going to do that. If then, you who are evil, which is tough, but hey, we are, let's face it. Know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will the heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? And again, what did I say earlier? Are we talking about? When we talk about the bread, we're talking about the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. So, my challenge. When you pray, it's not about, hey God, give me this, give me that, give me this, give me that, give me all these temporary things that go away. That's not the point of prayer. It's about, Father, set up your kingdom in my heart. Manifest your rule in my heart and keep on giving me that spiritual nourishment I need for today. And if you'll start praying that way, if I'll start praying that way, we will find what we're seeking for. The doors will be open that we're knocking on. We will find day by day. And again, God will give you What you need. So here's my question to you Do you depend daily upon dad? Do you depend daily upon dad? And again, I'm not talking about asking God for a new car, new house. Before you get to any of that stuff, whatever, I'm talking about are you depending upon him for that spiritual nourishment you need every day? Because don't we need it? It's a crazy world out there. It's crazy. And we're constantly and, and believe it or not, if you're, if you're a follower of Jesus, you're on the battlefield. And we need that strength. We need that bread. Now, if you're not a follower of Jesus, here's the thing. I want you to know him as Savior. You can pray all you want. Doesn't do you any good. The one prayer, though, that Father hears is the prayer of repentance and confession and responding to his son. If you've never done that, oh, please do it. Please do it. Because what I just thought this morning really doesn't make sense unless you're one of his children. It really doesn't. If you are his children, if you are his child, are you depending daily upon dad? Let's pray. Father, we pray... A lot. Ashamedly, many times we only pray when we're in a pinch or things are going bad. And that's the only time we seem to think of you. But Father, that's not what you're calling us to. You're calling us daily to depend upon you for that spiritual nourishment, that bread that we need. So Father, this morning I know undoubtedly in this room there are those who are going through some really difficult times in their lives. And I pray if they're a follower of yours that their prayer will be, Lord, give me the patience I need this week. Give me the self-control to stand firm. Keep on giving me keep on giving me the joy and love I need. Keep on giving me that bread. I need it. And Lord, my challenge is that our prayers won't won't be about give me, give me, give me temporary things, but our prayers will be always on the foundation of give me that spiritual nourishment. Lord, I pray that when we pray for others, we'll pray that way. And we pray for those who are going through difficult times that we won't just pray, Lord, I pray you'll make it better, but we'll pray, Lord, I pray that you'll give so-and-so grace in the midst of this that they need. I pray that you'll give so-and-so wisdom to make the right decisions. Father, help us to think about what we're praying. And Lord, it's certainly my prayer that if there's somebody here this morning that says, I don't know if I'm going to heaven, I really don't know what's gonna happen to me after this life, that this morning they'll repent of their sin and put their faith and trust in Christ alone. Father, I thank you for the privilege of calling you Father. Thank you that we can do that legitimately, those of us who know you. Help us to pray in confidence. Help us to pray in dependency upon you. And so, our wonderful Heavenly Father, we pray all these things in the name of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.